Hello, welcome to another episode of Unpacking Neuroqueerness. This is your host, George Muniz Gund. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about why names, conditions, neurotypes, or labels, as some call them, such as autism, ADHD, dyslexia, etc., can be really important and helpful to neurodistinct individuals like myself in terms of um, better understanding ourselves. So the thing is, the reason I'm making this episode basically is because many people, I've noticed a trend that many people seem to get uncomfortable, um, perhaps left out or just uncomfortable for other reasons. Um, mostly people that are in the medical community, um, they see all these neurodistinct people expressing themselves and sharing their lived experiences from their perspective. And in my opinion, I feel like this, you know, of course, does not apply to everyone, but a lot of people in the medical community seem to get uncomfortable with that because they've been the ones dominating the narrative on things such as autism and ADHD for such a long time. So to see all these actually autistic and ADHD folks and dyslexic folks and etc. talking about their lived experiences, you know, from their own perspective and getting so much attention on, on social media and online and all, all that, makes these these older folks that have been writing about these things for a long time uncomfortable and i understand that they studied these things and you know they have probably some valuable insights but the thing is they're not really the education system still does not teach enough about neurodiversity from the perspective of actually neurodivergent people with lived experiences. So a lot of medical professionals also actually have a very limited understanding and a very neurotypically biased understanding of uh, disability and, you know, neurotypes, conditions such as autism and ADHD, that they end up talking about it in kind of an unfair manner that's not really considering the perspective of the disabled person themselves. Um, and this is an issue that I've talked about at length in certain episodes, such as episodes 14 about Autism Speaks and episode 15 about ABA therapy. I talk a lot about this, the problems with the system, the pathology system, and how it doesn't seem, uh, doesn't usually work together with the neurodiversity paradigm. But anyways, before I get into the weeds too much, um, continuing my my train of thought here, uh, I've noticed that a lot of these folks that are uncomfortable with more and more pe people um, with lived experience coming out and sharing stuff on social media and stuff, they they don't understand this, and they... They call it, so they just call it an epidemic 
or they call it a hype trend, right? They they think that people are just, you know, making up the fact that they have these conditions. And, you know, maybe there's a small percentage of people that just want to capitalize on what's being talked about or whatever. Like, that might happen to some extent, but I can guarantee you that it is likely a very small percentage because that isn't validating the huge amount of people that simply, you know, never realized, never got a diagnosis or never thought that they might have these conditions because throughout their lives they have been conditioned to hide their disability traits and masks. And, you know, try to act neurotypical, and I can attest to that because I'm one of those people. Um, and, you know, always ended up thinking of themselves as broken or like there's something wrong with us. And then we realize, oh, no, we just operate like our brain literally operates in a different way. And now we're discovering this and now there's more awareness. There's slowly, you know, getting to be more awareness and how these conditions can present in different people, particularly females, people of color, um, you know, people that aren't usually studied and paid attention to as much as white cisgender males. Um, so now, you know, people are getting diagnosed later in life and they're coming out on social media and other platforms and sharing their experiences and so particularly when it's someone that doesn't have access to a formal diagnosis either because they can't afford it or there's just a lot of bias in the medical community still so a lot of times if you don't fit every trait of a condition particularly if you're a woman or a person of color you won't be given a diagnosis um, and then so people, their only op option is to self-diagnose. And so, you know, a lot of naysayers will call this labeling or a hype trend or whatever. But see, they don't understand that, like, systemically, it's not possible for everyone to get a diagnosis. And I explained this in depth on, at episode, on episode five, why diagnosis is a privilege. Um... So the thing is, these labels are really helpful for us. Like when we say we have sensory differences or we have sensory processing disorder, we're doing that so we're not called overreactive when we're in sensory overload and our brain literally can't take the stimuli. Or we're not called picky when we don't want to eat certain things because we can't process the texture. Um, and, you know, we can't eat this food without gagging because of the sensory overload that it's giving us. And I go into more detail about that in episode 24 about autism, ADHD, and food selectivity. Uh, and then, so we, we say things like we have executive dysfunction to not be called lazy because executive dysfunction is a real disability that a lot of people with autism and ADHD and other conditions do struggle with. And we need people to understand and support us and not hold us to these neuronormative standards and we're not lazy. We have executive dysfunction and we just need to be respected as such. If we weren't constantly judged for our differences, then we wouldn't even need, the thing is like we wouldn't even need these labels for ourselves to explain ourselves. It, 
in the first place if we weren't being constantly judged for these differences and struggles that we have. So, you know, basically, in essence, I hope I did a good job of explaining, we use these labels to describe certain things that shape not, not all of us, but a lot of how we act and interact with others and with the world around us. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you were able to get a lot out of it. Um, thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.